This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Randall, our patron. Randall has a brand new webcomic called Crash Coral. Uh, you can find out more at crashcoral.com after April 7th. Uh, you can find out more about that during the episode. So thank you, Randall. We really appreciate you. Uh, we also appreciate all of our patrons, patrons such as Matt H., Eli M., Casey Francis Alger, Ralph Walbro Emerson, uh, and Aaron Kettleman. Thank you very much. If you'd like to join them, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about The Shrouded Isle, which is a social deduction game developed and published by Kit Fox Games for the PC in 2017 and the Switch in 2019. Yeah. Uh, and this episode is brought to you, uh, executive produced, by Randall, one of our patrons. And Randall has a cool thing coming out that mm-hmm. we think you should take a look at. Uh, he's starting a webcomic, uh, called Crash Coral. If you go to Crash Coral, that's a crash spelled like crash. Just think of the Gabriel Knight, uh, guy. Mm-hmm. And then Coral, C-O-R-A-L.com. Uh, that is the password as well until April 7th. You can check out the first tra- chapter. Yeah. Uh, and it is a, a really cool looking, uh, webcomic. Yeah. And, uh, Randall is a longtime supporter and a uh, community member. Thank you, Randall. Yeah, uh, really great art. Yeah, on this, uh, it's a uh, Randall is doing the uh, the writing, and then uh, someone by the name of Laney Williams is doing the art, and it's really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh, so. n- n- nice broad, like, like broad and brushy. I would say. Yeah, yeah, broad and brushy. <laughs> uh, yeah, just really cool looking. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, so check that out. Um, it had like my, uh, you know natural fine happy words for that uh are not related at all to i i think i hate this video game (laughs) (laughs) yeah oops i didn't like it and then i was like i kept trying and i'm like oh i hate this yeah i I think i hate this um so uh no no offense to randall uh Uh obviously and uh i don't necessarily i I think that there's a cool game somewhere inside here Mm mm-hmm there's there, uh, there, there's but, definitely yeah. a, a a possibility here and you know i had played this before uh and mm-hmm. I, I i dug it back then but i had not put too much time into it i thought that there would be more here and also based on the uh description you are le- leading a cult and it is a management sim where you are trying you know, it, it's sold as a management sim where you're trying to you know keep your god happy until it comes back mm-hmm. and, and gobbles everything up and blots out the night sky with blood uh, How cool does that sound? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's a I I get real false bill of goods 
uh, senses from this. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, I think it'll be, this will be a, a shorter episode because it's a weird game. Uh, it, it's going to be mostly, mostly generalities, but I think there's a lot to discuss in this, uh, in terms of degrees of abstraction. Yes. Um, and how that can impact a play experience. Um, this, this feels like it was sent to punish me as somebody who is like, Oh, fuck charm. Like, I just want the flavor. Just give me the numbers, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, you like numbers, do you? <laughs> you know, what if it was just numbers? Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, crammed it into my belly. Uh, <laughs> And and absolutely bloated me to uh, Violet Beauregard levels. <laughs> and uh, it, yeah, it's also a problem of, you know, the theming is here and it's nice. I think this is a very aesthetically pronounced game. It also is kind of paper thin, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you look at something. Ooh, is that a it's a, is that a nice, uh, you know, stained mahogany uh, from a distance? Yeah, OK, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good piece of wood right there. Uh, and you get yeah. up close to it and you see that it's uh, tack paper. Put over it's press board. ants yeah, yeah a little it, bit it's, it's, it's a yeah, yeah it's, it's a <laughs> so it's a it's 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 a veneer that i think makes a really good first impression but i ultimately felt like you know i can be down for some numbers and i can be down for something really really system heavy i just i feel like this is too uh, uh you know theming aside this is way too simplistic and way too luck-based i kind of felt like yeah there were decisions that i could make but you know <sighs> Regardless of how much I knew about what was going on and regardless of literal spreadsheets that I put together based on the information that I was getting, like, what if I optimally keep track of every single thing that I get? My success was kind of determined by, you know, the, the, the way that the, the way that the traits were assigned at the start, basically. Yeah. You know, it, the, the, the yeah. game, it felt really designed to, to work me in, in corners in a way that over the course of my 12 hours with it, I was not able to. Uh, you know, outsmart or get around with canny play and better decision making and better planning, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is incredibly luck based. Yeah, one hundred percent. I also am going to say, uh, and you, it's very rare that you're going to hear me say this about a video game. Uh, I want this. To, this needs more words. <laughs> uh, like, I need this needs more flavor. Like, yeah. the flavor is visual, and you're kind of told it. You know, but. With a couple of exceptions, I wanted some some spooky little short stories and stuff. I wanted to have uh, little emergent, you know, scary narratives. Yeah, come from this. Like, oh, uh, you know, there's a there's a famine, and uh, I take a, a an option that is very occluded in meeting meaning, and then it's up to me to notice that my population goes down afterwards. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, like I. I decided to allow my call to start eating each other, you know, <laughs> like I wanted that kind of emergent storytelling where you kind of read between the lines of this stuff. And it, there's just not enough text supporting the numbers Yeah, and the text in the game and the numbers don't have anything to, they don't enforce one another. Yeah. This is uh, a game. Like one of the, my things that is frustrating. So in, uh, in the video game undertale, mm-hmm. I really hated how there's a big reveal in that game that experience points are actually like execution points. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing you thought was XP, it's bad. Yeah. You know? And the comparison I had that to was like, what if you just reskinned Doom and you basically made Noah's Ark 3D? Like yeah. I'm firing happiness bullets. You know? You're still doing the same thing. You just call it good or bad. Yeah. And then pretend like that's a reveal. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game, you could do that with any aspect of it. 
it's the cult flavor comes through in that you are encouraging ignorance rather than, you know, scholarship or what have you, the opposite of ignorance. But that's just calling something the opposite of what it is. That's just labeling a bullet from doom to a, to a smile Mm -hmm. and you're rapid firing smiles. You're doing the same thing, but you're just calling it something different. Yeah. And outside of certain Um, very particular circumstances, like in the community chest kind of things that you get, which is where you're going to get the writing. uh, And this is where you're making those little choices, which repeat very frequently. You're going to see a lot of them Um, outside of those. They're not really linked to each other. Ignorance does not come at the expense of, you know, penitence um, during the course of, you know, during the normal course of play where you're going to be making the bulk of your decisions. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a fucking bizarre video game. Yeah, like and 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 we're gonna get into all these individual aspects of it, but it, it's it will be a, a slighter episode. There's also a lot to talk about here mm-hmm. in terms of to me, and again, uh, I don't want to you know go off off hinge or anything like that, go go off uh, off handle, but the uh, ways it failed, like yeah. ways that I wish this could have been better, or ways that I think that. Uh, they could have gotten what they are going for or something mm. cool. Yes. Uh, yeah. A little yeah. bit of tweaking. A uh, little bit more um, intro matter here. We're, we are going to be talking about the one version that you can get they, you can get a hold of today, uh, mm-hmm. which is the combination of the base game uh, and their kind of free expansion, uh, Sunken Sins uh, is what it's called. Uh, that addresses uh, many of the kind of concerns that were uh, voiced with the original base game. All of the changes seem to be pretty good, you know, adding complexity, um, you know, addressing some of the uh, randomness, though not all of it by far. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are points where we're going to describe something. We're not going to call out like, oh, yes, this is, you know, this was different in the base game, you know, because I only played yeah. a little bit of that. I don't know. And also this game this is, is not very well documented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very not documented. Uh, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, it's a, it was hard. I wanted to look up all the community just stuff mm-hmm. to look for those cool short stories. Can't find them. Nope. Uh, want to find the endings to this game? No. Can't find them. Nope. Uh, when last time that happened? It's like a game where nobody <laughs> put up all the endings. Uh, the, the basic concept of this. So you play uh, a leader of this Island village. Um, they are also a cult. Uh, the cult is dedicated to this elder God, Chernobog. Um, I do love Chernobog. Chernobog's good. My, my special baby. Uh, this is Black God in Slavic languages. Yes. Uh, is what that translates to. Yeah. And uh, Chernobog's coming back five <laughs> years. And uh, you have to spin a lot of different plates to make sure the plates are proper, properly spun when Chernobog comes to knock them over. Yeah. Um, it's the village's adherence to these uh, different religious tenets. It is uh, purging the sinners. Mm-hmm. For Chernodog, 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 and then uh, it's also uh, keeping the families happy. Yeah, uh, you know we make analogies and references to The Simpsons quite a bit. As I was playing this, it is very much a game that is made up of trying to keep six or seven different Pinchy the Lobsters alive. Yes, that that's literally it. Yeah, and every time every time you put a little salt water in Pinchy Tank One. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little salt water is taken away from Pinchy Tank too. Yeah, and you got to keep you got to keep the uh, the lobster and the goldfish alive. Uh, you know what? At that point, it's not simplifying things; it's just complicating things to keep Pinchy alive. But it's a good, uh, you know, to compare it to keeping Pinchy alive. But it's a good visual at the very least. 
And this could also just be keeping Pinchy alive simulator. If you yes. just reskinned it, the mechanics <laughs> could be exactly the same. <laughs> yep. You just add salt, alkaline, like, yeah. just label these things and it would be the exact same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so because this is a run-based game, um, because it is so mechanics-heavy, uh, you know, it kind of doesn't make sense to do a generality section and then a plot section. Uh, so uh, I think it makes sense to talk about aesthetics and, and development now uh, and then get into mm-hmm. uh, kind of talking about the tenants and houses, sacrifices, the cycle of the game, uh, things like that. Yeah. And it's also worth talking about because we we've been negative and I intend to be continue to be negative. Mm-hmm. But the uh, aesthetics were a huge draw. Yes. Um, it's worth noting that, like, I never played this game, but always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw it, and I'm like, that looks fucking cool. I remember seeing screenshots of it. Um, it's it's just it's really striking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has this two color, you know, uh, aesthetic to it. Um, there are different ways to do it. The default is this uh, real sickly yellow mm-hmm. and this real like bruise blue. Yeah, like the darkest part of the bruise. <laughs> um, uh, and you can switch between these different palettes, and this is really fun. They're called different uh, sickening things. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they all look queasy and off-putting. Yeah. Uh, there is no design a palette uh, kind of deal. I stuck with the original one, uh, mm-hmm. partly because I thought it looked the best. Also, it was the highest contrast. Uh, any of the lower contrast ones made it difficult to look at on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, which is where I played a lot of this. I switched over to the PC when I started uh, realizing I needed to keep track of stuff in a spreadsheet. So um, uh, when we say two color, this is not full over din, uh, you know, where it is fully two bit uh, aesthetic. Um, this has variations in tone, uh, things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, there are uh, actual, uh, there's like line weight changes and things, but it's close enough for comparison. And this, uh, you know, predates at least the full release of, uh, of over din as well. They also, uh, blood has a different color. Yes. Every once in a while they do that. They're basically doing the same trick as uh, Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. If you recall that blood and then that red coat. Yes. You know, uh, probably a big influence on this. You could just remap this. Oh, God, no. Wish you wish you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just keep the meters out. Um, the uh so uh the also the the actual drawings mm-hmm. and figures are uh are very distinctive yeah. like the art style of this is good it's very simple mm-hmm. uh but it looks good yeah um i like how everybody's eyes are hidden either in shadow mm-hmm. or by hair or by glasses uh kind mm-hmm. of just makes everybody look uh look sickly uh, uh like automatons kind of you know and nothing is yeah. animated uh, but uh, but but it all works, and also it does a good job to differentiate the houses, you know, by their different uh, lords and uh, 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 their, their dress and affect and such. Yeah, yeah. lords and teens. <laughs> I will not suffer a teen to live. It is a it is a negative it's, ten to my obedience. <laughs> it's a it's a real big sin <laughs> to be a teen. Can you uh, imagine being born a teen? Oh man, it's your fault and. Yeah. Mm. So, um, uh, the music in this is really good. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's super earwormy. I've been, you know, just yeah. humming it. Uh, and it's also like really atmospheric. Usually those things are, uh, are, are at odds. Uh, this was composed by somebody named Francois, uh, Xavier, uh, Bilodeau. Uh, it mm-hmm. is, uh, mostly kind of acoustic European folk instruments, uh, here. Uh, a lot of good like drone going on a lot of just, uh, like, Hey, here's our weird fucked up Romanian banjo. 
Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's real good. Yeah. Um, I mentioned it needing more writing and there not being quite enough flavor uh, there. Some of what is there is very good. Yes. Um, some of the community, you're getting the writing in the community chest events. Uh, just in case anybody doesn't know what that means, too, that's from Monopoly. Yeah. Um, there's just like little uh, little scenarios, special little choices. Yeah, it's a it's it's like an Oregon Trail. When you get to a river, it's like you're you're making a choice. Do you want to caulk and ford? Do you want to pay for a crossing, etc. Yes, Uh, some of that is actually quite good. I find the tone to be all over the place. Yes, with it, sometimes it is. uh, Seems like it's it's kind of funny or it's it's light, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's very bleak. (laughs) And I would have preferred a more consistent tone. Yeah. Uh, specifically a more bleak one. Yeah. Uh, uh, lean, lean, lean toward the bleak. Um, if it gets too funny, you know, I've got a section about these, but like the funniest I wanted to get is when you have your deep ones going around and they have fungus growing off of them, when that starts infesting the town and people start eating it. Um, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's about as, uh, as, as uh, funny as I want it to be because that is, yeah. that, that, that is absurd and horrifying in its own way. Yeah. Like you, you want to be, uh, it, it's, it's, it's not uh, if you're man- just managing a cult full of idiots, you know, <laughs> like it, it's kind of fun because they're idiots. They're cultists. Of course they are. Ignorance is a virtue, mm-hmm. but you want uh, there to be space for scariness. Yeah. You don't want this to be like managing Springfield or managing Pawnee or something. The, the, like, you know, like, and that felt sometimes like, God, you fucking morons. To, to, give, <laughs> to give an example of uh, where like where this comes up, comes up a little short uh, in a, a specific, uh, the house that is in charge of uh, whipping, sinners they want nicer mm-hmm. whips and that requires money uh so it's like you can either take it out of the um uh out of the farming funds or you know and that is another family or you can take it out of the uh, uh i don't know uh this the secret police or whatever and that'll make both of them mad or you can say no the whips you have are fine it's like i mm-hmm. i don't know you should be able to manage your whip funds <laughs> yeah <laughs> The uh, it, it's kind of like having like a thousand babies, <laughs> and they're all uh, they've all lost the lids to their yogurt, and they're all not hungry anymore, <laughs> and it's an emergency <laughs> from all of them. You know, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, and if if the yogurt lid stays lost for two or more rounds, then you're dead. They will stage a coup. Yeah, they'll kill you in the night. Yeah, they'll make yogurt uh, lids out of your eyelids. Board- get yogurt boarded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Delicious. a lot of substances you could waterboard with. Why do we? Why don't we do like a thicker or more extreme version of a board, like Gatorade boarding? <laughs> Gatorade boarding should be yeah. thicker. Uh, yeah, Axe body spray boarding. Board with a lot of stuff. <laughs> we really hemmed ourselves in here unnecessarily. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Uh, so it just—it's very easy to to forget the writing. There's mm-hmm. not very much of it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so the, the team, uh, was a little bit distressed how quickly people devolved into a pragmatic mindset when approaching the game. And I remember reading that, uh, that factoid as well. And just being like, Oh, you did it though. Cause you didn't add other stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if, if I'm supposed to have any feelings about sacrificing one of these characters, like you, you know, source fiction, <laughs> like you have to make them characters, Yeah, you know, yeah. and you have to like give me things about them. You know, this is there's comparisons to be made in this in Darkest Dungeon where you're both making practical decisions and you're supposed to consider the weight 
mm-hmm. and start using people as a resource. Uh, I never felt a, a damn thing doing it. This yeah. Time. Like, uh, and so to, to, to give you a sense of like how little I ultimately thought of this, of this aesthetic or, you know, the, the thought of the scenario, like thought about it, um, yeah. not of it, because I still think the aesthetic is good and the scenario is fine. But like when I was making the notes, I had to go back in and look at a let's play to see what action you were commanding each of your houses to do each, each month, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay. So like, I know that the, 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 the second one from the right, that's the, that, that's the penitence one. So it's the little whippy whip. Um, uh, yeah. what do they actually do? Like, okay, well, the middle one is discipline. That's yeah, the hammer anvil, but like, oh, they're going around confiscating stuff. Okay. Like as I was picking, which, as I was picking which person to field on a given month, I wasn't thinking like, all right, we need to, we need to get our confiscations up. Uh, just like yeah. I was never reading the text about their, uh, about their success or failure. It's like, okay, you can say, oh, we had it. We had a poor outcome. We only managed to find one, you know, <laughs> one old world book and burn it. It's like, well, okay, no, all I see is poor and the negative one. It's like, damn it. We I really better try to make up for that in a later, in a later throw. Yeah. Right. All yeah. It, it all devolves to wireframe. And I, I kind of feel like I can't be held responsible for that happening. It's definitely something that is baked into the game. Yeah. Like it, it is a, a ludonarrative consonance or a, not consonance, a dissonance in a different way. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the two things uh, just not even being in the same zip code. Yeah. Um, also surprising. So I was surprised when I read that also surprising when I looked at the other games, uh, this company made, this is by a company called Kit Fox. Um, previous to this, uh, they've been around since 2014. They made uh, shattered planet and moon hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is that they went on to make boyfriend dungeon, which I associated with uh, lots of flavor mm-hmm. and is also like a real indie darling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't played that game. I don't know anything about it, but uh, I was very surprised. That's a name. That's a name that I saw pop up in whatever year that it came out. I think it was like a 2019 game. Um, folks yeah. were uh, kind of into it. I mean, even just because of the, um, uh, because of the premise, the dating sim, uh, dungeon crawl kind of thing. You kind of feel bad for them because if that came out in 2019, they had to put it out alongside Hades, which was going yeah. to eat its lunch. That's a bummer. Which is also a, a dating sim. Yeah. Uh, dungeon crawl, basically. Um, <laughs> or it has, yeah. a, it has, it has appeal on both of those, on both of those kind of deals. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a bummer. Um, yeah. I think so. Some... Even though I think Boyfriend Dungeon did fine. Yeah, true. If, you know, I think, I think did pretty well, if I recall. Um, yeah. very surprised to see the same people. Yeah. Um, uh, this game began life in 2015, uh, as a Ludum Dara project called the sacrifice. Right. Uh, second uh, game this quarter. Um, well, it's not yeah. the same quarter. Second game in like two months that began as a stripped back version in Ludum Dare. This is a, um, this, the game jam theme. Yeah. Weirdly, uh, along and with that was also called sacrifices must be made. Oh yeah. So, wow. Yeah. uh the theme here uh is called or the 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 theme of that game jam of that ludum dare was you are the monster Uh, and their idea was like okay we're not going to make you like a literal physical monster but you know what if you are the head of this uh organization that is making monstrous choices and doing monstrous things right yes uh bloodborne is cited as an aesthetic inspiration for the game um, since that came out a little bit earlier in the year this uh, this was started, um, you can kind of see it. Yeah, uh, kinda. 
kind of. Yeah. The, the, the overall aesthetic is kind of a mishmash of like different regions in Europe and different like time periods. So you have, you know, Bloodborne-esque Gothic, um, you know, cathedral kind of architecture kind of dealies next to like, you know, sl- Slavic thatched huts and things like that from yeah. earlier time periods and stuff. It's kind of a big mishmash. Also, one of the, uh, yeah. the house leaders is house names is Yosefka, which is they've said like, yeah, no, we just named it after uh, uh, the the doctor in uh, in Bloodborne, mm-hmm. Yosefka and her clinic. Yeah, we're talking about the final version of the game. Uh, one of the changes they made for that from the Ludendera version is that you make a sacrifice and it's mandatory each season. Um, the early version made the sacrifice optional, which was undramatic. And there'd be a lot of time, like, and there were a lot of times when you're playing just the current version where you don't want to sacrifice somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, the log line, the cell line for this a game about making bad decisions or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of times where you just have to do it Yeah, uh, and it sucks and it's disadvantageous to you completely. Yep. And it will uh, put you behind. And so a big part of it is planning so that you, uh, never have to make a decision from the back foot again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the original version was also much more kind of a traditional management sim. Uh, you were not keeping track of these religious tenets and things like that. It was more kind of normal meters. You had like he- uh, ha- happiness, food, uh, shelter was a big deal. Like you're on an island and storms would blow through and you had to decide at the beginning of each season uh, how you wanted to allocate your resources to kind of keep things together. So it was less about being spiritually spiritually ready for the awakening of your God, uh, but kind of just making it to the day uh, that things would come out. And um, all of the... Um, all of the religious sacrifice stuff was happening alongside that. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so the reason why they changed it to make it these religious tenants was to make it more about the character of the cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I understand why they wanted to do that. I think that for that to work, the cult would have to have unique aspects. Yes. To it. It seems like just a real classic jerk. Cult. Uh, you know, there's not a like what's the unique selling point of chernobog sell me on chernobog yeah you know like why would i i understand what i get out of worshiping haster <laughs> right. like i understand the, the benefits i get from that i do not understand what is interesting about this cult yeah you know, like they sw- it's i guess like them praising ignorance is more interesting than them liking food Yes, I guess. <laughs> but also, that's kind of the only one that feels like it's a little bit uh, out of the ordinary, because like, otherwise, you know, a lot of these are just kind of bog standard, turn a bog standard, um, you know, uh, Puritan and Northeastern uh, kind of things like, oh, uh, yes, we value penitence and obedience, <laughs> like uh, no, 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 no fanciness. Discipline is, prim- you know, primarily about like, you know, when people fall down on that, they're, you know, they're they're enjoying sweets and desserts. You know, we, we'll get to that when we start talking about, like, if anything, this game is trying to say, Yeah, you know, because it, it's uh, I if this has as a message, I don't think it's a very complicated message. Right. Um, in the game. But, yeah, it doesn't uh, all cults like fervor the same way mm-hmm. all cults want food. It's not that much <laughs> more interesting to have fervor replace food. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I, I was almost halfway expecting a reveal to be that this was taking place in the modern day. I thought they were going to do like, like a the village. Yeah. I thought they were going to do a, a, the village on us. Um, Get Shyamalan. 
Yeah, um, not 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 the case. But just, uh, you know, when I was paying attention to the flavor, they were talking about like, oh, yeah, all these old world books or these old world artifacts or whatever. It's like, does somebody have like a like a handheld Tetris machine and they're and they're a witch or or a book of Eli? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got the old books from the before world. (laughs) <laughs> Does somebody have a book of Eli? <laughs> the, uh, that's going to be a minus five on discipline, but a plus <laughs> 10 on fervor. Even if they couldn't even bring in the book of Eli and get me to care about what's going on here, it's still going to become numbers. <laughs> book of Eli. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's favorite Denzel Washington movie, the book of Eli. <laughs> yeah. Book of Eli from the postman school. Um, yeah. I, so this is kind of, these are the main things that differentiate this between its game jam version. Uh, but if you look at them, uh, you know, they, they don't look that different. Like there's not tons of changes in this in terms of numbers, uh, in a general sense, like looking at old scenes of the sacrifice and stuff like that, like it feels different, but it doesn't feel that different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So you get the sense that a lot of this was kind of already there, uh, from the, uh, from the jam, um, yeah. the sunken sins, this expansion was put out, uh, to address some of the major problems that people had. Um, uh, one thing was like when you did an inquiry, like when you did an inquisition into a house, which is something you do every round, um, uh, it was mm-hmm. random what you would pull back. Um, and because learning about somebody's, somebody's vices is so much more valuable than learning about their, uh, than learning about their virtue. Uh, just for, mm-hmm. for you know, making choices for your team. It's kind of like, all right, well, it's a 50-50 role when I, when I drill down on this guy, uh, what it's going to pull back, and it may, may or may not be useful information. The, the expansion was the place where they added uh, the ability to kind of call that shot, which you're going to go, which answer you were going to go looking for. Additionally, they, they lengthened the game from three years to five years. Ensuring that uh, it's much, much, much harder to beat. Yes. Uh, in addition to Boyfriend Dungeon, which they're all real big on, they also are, I think they're currently making Paparazzi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, paparazzi looks real cute. Mm-hmm. I, I won't hold this against them. So as we mentioned, uh, there are five religious tenets that you maintain in this game. Um, each of these is governed by five, one of five noble houses. No. Um, so ignorance, what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ignorance is governed by house uh, Kageni. Kageni? I don't know. Uh, they burn books, uh, as you do. Yeah, they're just, going, they're just going around and, you know, you think, okay, you're doing this every month for years and years, most likely. How many books you got to burn? Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> books books is expensive. Yeah. Books is expensive. Yeah. They buy them by the pound in the front of a Barnes and Noble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get just uh, b- b- books by the foot. Uh, like when someone yeah. when a rich person is decorating their house. Uh, do, exactly. do you want to hear? Do you want to hear how depraved? So my, my, my parents got a uh, when they re, when they bought their condo that they live in. The person that uh that, that they got it from had it decorated like it was it was real uh, kind of just like gaudy like veneer of rich person kind of stuff. You know. Okay. Um, and in the half bathrooms, 
uh, this is how deranged this person was. Instead of just having like a nice, you know, tile up or painted, painted the wall in neutral color, they had a wallpaper up that was bookshelf wallpaper. Ooh. <laughs> so I, I, man, I could kind of, I could kind of get up with that. <laughs> in like, a half bathroom though. It, it's very funny. Like, it's extremely oh, yes, funny. My library toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my morning constitutional. Yes, I'm, I'm going to take my constitutional amongst the plastics. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candide. I, uh, Candide. The, uh, mm, Sartre makes me fartra. Yeah, uh, but this is alongside like the entire basement was full of like stuffed animal heads because like her long deceased oh. husband was a was a hunter and they had like brass chandeliers and stuff. It was real tacky. It was it was real bad. Okay, <laughs> I just want to know when you said stuffed animal heads, I was expecting like uh, like Cabbage Patch dolls and little little plush animal heads. Yeah, yeah, animal with their, with their eyes burned out with cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, so real weird thing to say. The basement was full of stuffed animal heads. I was imagining like a ball pit. <laughs> Open the door. <laughs> just Mr. Honey Bunny and just his head. Like just uh, as far as I can see. You had to dive in like Scrooge McDuck to do laundry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to more clearly say what I mean. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think you were wrong. I think it's just very funny that like stuffed animal means like either Peter Cottontail or Paddington Bear or, or like some fucking grisly nightmare trophy. Like, failure of the language. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, fervor. Uh, the second one. Uh, the second of these virtues, uh, which is you know how uh, how likely are you to go into speaking tongues and whatnot? Uh, that's governed by House Yosefka. Uh, which mm-hmm. uh, uh, manages like the construction of these monuments. They managed to build like whole monuments within a month. Yeah. Yes. Uh, discipline is House uh, Caldwell. Uh, they confiscate luxury goods. So mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have sweets and the like. Nope. Uh, penitence is House Efferson. Uh, they flagellate sinners. So they got the whip. Of course. Of course. And then finally, you have a secret police. Uh, you know, this is uh, the obedience. What is the house? House Blackboard. Yes. Yeah, Blackboard, Blackboard. Uh, these guys investigate heresy mm-hmm. uh, and are all real jerks. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, yeah. the randomized names, um, you know, for first names and traits that are laid out. And also traits are not necessarily weighted to go toward one place yeah. or another. So you could have what is apparently the lead of a house uh, that is dedicated to obedience, who uh, is a uh, mortal sinner with a with the highest negative obedience you got. Like a teen uh, affliction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. teen leaders. Um, yep. <laughs> so there are two ways to get in trouble. Um, the first is uh, by having any of these tenants rest below 25%. Uh, so if they rest below this line at the end of a season or 50% in some circumstances, you're going to be put on notice and that uh, starts flashing red. Uh, if it's below that line at the end of the next season, then the game will end. Uh, kind of it yes. says, you know, if you're lax in discipline, you know, just you know, people are uh, showing up to things late uh, and uh, interrupting their elders and whatnot. And the society will be, uh, be ripped apart, it seems, by its own indolence. Yeah. Somebody introduces pool to River City. <laughs> um, the uh, These these have a lot of flavor, these yes. endings for each one. Uh, I'll say that. There's a cool one where um, it might be fervor. Uh, you stop dreaming. 
of Chernobog? So you stop being able to sleep? That's the uh, that's the ultimate ending. If you get to the end of the five years and penitence is your lowest one. Oh yeah, oh that's yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, that's the uh, penitence thing there. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of these are cool. Yeah. Like what happens? Like people stop. Like nobody's doing confession, and the place gets you know boarded up. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. You also have to keep the houses happy. Uh. This is where they start feeling like idiots. Yes. Um. So if a house is rebellious at the end of a season, you have until the next season to raise them back up to at least is kind of unhappy. Um, or they, they do a coup and they'll kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, th- so some of these are community chest events where it makes sense for a house not to like something like you yeah. make an example, but also everybody, all these like hard asses who, you know, I'm in charge of pain while well, I'm in charge of, of, you know, negativity are all like, pick me, pick me. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that will make them sad is not putting them on the case, even when they just fuck everything up. Right. Uh, when you're actually playing the game, like they all want to be chosen. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. They're all real petty little babies. They're, they're not on the same team. Uh, and this is yeah. a game that is kind of about making, you know, making a team out of different strengths or weaknesses. Nobody wants to meet you halfway. Like there nope. is not like a, uh, okay. Like <laughs> troll boy, you understand why it can't be you. Right. And if Troll yeah, Boy understands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh, it's, it's like a, a band. If you went to a band where everyone is always wanting to do a solo, yeah, you know, and, and anytime that is like, oh, this person gets to play a solo or we're just going to do a verse now, yeah. everybody gets 5% closer to quitting the band. <laughs> like every and, single time it happens and not just quitting the band, like burning it down. Oh, sta- sta- you, stabbing you, stabbing you in the, the back, hollowing out your, yeah. your, your skull and using it as a mic holder. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a, and, and like, and if it was 5% every time, regardless of the context, like, I don't know, maybe I uh, gave you the benefit of the doubt because you were just rumored to be bad in this particular, uh, Avenue and you really Mm -hmm. whiffed it. So like, maybe if I don't pick, pick you next time, maybe the hit that the house takes, like, maybe you understand why I didn't do it. Also, you all know that if we, if I fail at this, we all die. Or, you know, we're all going to die anyway, but like, we got to be pulling in the same direction here. Yeah. Like, Do you it guys is, even like Turnabog? It, it is, it is modeling, it is modeling intrigue in kind of the least intriguing way possible. <laughs> yeah. In a way that just makes everyone seem like a real dumbass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this plays into, cause we're going to talk about this, how the seasons work here in a second. Uh, but it's, it's, it ends up being a thing too. And this, this drove me fucking nuts. And I want to know if you had a problem with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you find out somebody's not on the team. Yeah. Right. So, so we find out somebody is, uh, is shitty. Like this person's very disobedient. Every time I choose them, every time I click that button, mm-hmm. I get negative 30 disobedience. I can't fucking float that. Uh, so you don't choose them. So their house gets unhappy. If you sacrifice them, their house gets unhappy mm-hmm. at that point. Like I ended up tanking out my house many times just because there was a shithead and there was nothing to do. Yeah. And then sometimes if I had two shitheads, I then had to choose the shithead just to sacrifice them next time, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't, it's just like a button I can't press that is just put you on a downward spiral towards that house being upset Yeah, because you cannot pick their, pick their person. Yeah. So you put, you, you put a shithead in, um, somebody yep. who has a mortal sin, you know, say in, uh, say in penitence and penitence is something that you're trying to, uh, pump up. Well, okay. So you're not going to be using this, you know, this shithead, 
um, in penitence, you know, because you're going to be trying to raise that up so you don't get a uh, get, get a game over. All that is doing is you are taking negative points, negative points, negative points for not using that person in the round. And then if you go to sacrifice and they are the only major sinner who is there, you're going to be, um, you know, sacrificing them and taking and taking an even bigger hit, an additional so, hit. Yeah, yeah. and so, even though that you know the family might kind of understand, it doesn't. It just you get a lot, it's part of the the RNG part of this, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But you just get locked into situations that are bad situations, but not in a fun way. Yeah, I mean, you, know? it, it, you get into situations where you know it sounds like I'm complaining that there needs to be that there needs to be planning. Just but just like the the way around them is not actually that much fun, and also kind of takes away from a little bit of the thrill of making making you know decisions in these high tension moments which is you know kind of like i said earlier the way to not get screwed is to always make sure that at least you know two or three you know, two or three seasons in advance you know who's going to be sacrificed when um mm-hmm. so that i know that when i bring somebody forward i didn't just sacrifice somebody from their house um and also i want to give uh, a little bit of time pumping up that house's um pumping up that house's favor so when i so when i execute that person so you can uh, cushion yeah yeah so i so i can cushion the blow so it's like it, it is all about knowing what you're going to eventually need to do and trying to stay ahead of it so that you don't end up falling behind and end up like you know trying to work at it from downhill you want to be you pulling from uphill not pushing from downhill right well yeah that, that's the ideal thing but you are very limited in your tool set of things you can do to like cushion the blow and what have you well, especially as the game so, goes like, on and you start uh you know working with like houses that are half full it might be like well yes. i don't have a lot of like i may only have one option to raise obedience and uh, you know doing that is going to actually get me killed because this other house by not being used is going to uh going to assassinate me yeah and and not only do you end up in those limited situations there in the beginning when you have very limited information uh you're not really making those decisions either because this game you know leaks out information slowly yeah uh we're we're kind of dancing around the core mechanics and i promise like we're describing something that sounds interesting <laughs> I, I promise it's not that interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's uh it sounds cooler than it is. We're yeah. describing what sound like cool gameplay problems, but really it's doing three different towers of annoy. Yeah, who all affect each other. You know, like it, it's just Pinchy's tank. Yeah. Um. So each season, uh, you go through these twenty seasons, five years. Each season is made up of three months. Um, there's no difference between the seasons. So it's not like conditions are worse in winter or anything like that, uh, or they affect anything. It's right. just this cosmetic, uh, choice right. you know, or cosmetic, uh, impact. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, like, like the, the season is basically kind of like your round on this, mm-hmm. or at least a turn rather, um, where you have to pick one scion from each of the houses, from each of the five houses to be a representative on your council. Okay. And when you start that month, um, you uh, so so when you start that season and you get into a month, every month you need to pick between one and three of those scions to activate for that month to kind of do their project. Yes, uh, they'll perform their duty based on their house, as we mentioned before. Like some house confiscate things, uh, other houses whip people, etc. Um, and then uh, they. The, this will affect the tenants based on the houses they come from mm-hmm. um, and their traits. Yes. So, for example, Yosefka uh, uh, has a chance to raise fervor. That's the fervor house. Um, each individual thing that they do, they'll do three little actions uh, here. 
that are represented by their traits has a uh, a chance to be successful or unsuccessful. So there's a dice roll as well. Yeah. Yeah. In this. Um, as far as I can tell, I couldn't I I couldn't determine if the chance of success at these is um uh determined by your trait, determined by favorability, or if it is just by um or if it is just by random. Like, you know, if I picked, you know, somebody to do fervor who had a really high fervor stat, um, who uh was from a house that was zealous, uh, I kind of mm-hmm. I, I would get poor outcomes, it felt like, as many times as not. So it kind of like the the the, the first of the bit of the big shifts that happen when you choose somebody just totally felt like a dice roll to me. It, it's uh it's also uh the fact that this is so poorly documented online. Yeah. Like I wanted to find out exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. What what it felt to me was like a dice roll on top of their traits. Okay. You know, uh, to me. So if somebody had good traits, they might be more likely to get a good result mm-hmm. uh, and end up in the positive. Um, but it wasn't guaranteed. That's yeah. what it felt like. But again, you can't. It's not explained. Yeah, and then they're um, like their 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 trait is 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 accounted for anyway because like they may be working to increase ignorance, but if their trait is for fervor, then it will affect fervor as well. Kind of the next one, um, and that is yes. just straight depending on what their on what their uh, uh kind of virtue is. So there's, there's like the virtue part, then the vice part, and just if the virtue is plus ten, you get plus ten to whatever that uh, tenet is, and if their vice is negative, you know, negative fifteen, it'll be negative fifteen. So that. That's just yeah. kind of straight and there is no, you know, variance in that. So, so to kind of, to back this up a little bit, because it's, it's confusing. I know it's, it's hard to, cause we're describing something that doesn't have a metaphor to it. We're describing yep. numbers. Like <laughs> this is, this is the watch out for fireballs episode on Excel. Um, <laughs> so each character has a positive and a negative trait yes. uh, that they have, and these can be related to any of the virtues and they can be varying strengths. Yes. So, uh, you can have, uh, you're rumored to have high fervor and then that's their first level. We don't know exactly what it is. We know it kind of benefits fervor. Mm-hmm. We can do an inquisition. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. Put, put that in your cap, uh, <laughs> to find out exactly what it is and find out that their high fervor thing is they're like a singer. Yeah. Right. So they, they, uh, they inspire people through the words. This gives them a plus 10 fervor value. When they are chosen at the beginning of the month to do whatever their job is, whether it's burn books, increase fervor or anything like that, they will have that fervor effect mm-hmm. or more likely to have that fervor effect. Yeah. Um, and plus 10 fervor. And, and because that is not random, that's kind of what you're planning around. So even if you're not going to be, um, you know, choosing somebody, uh, you know, like choosing to make somebody burn books to raise ignorance, you know, like you can't depend on that choice, um, uh, you know, actually having an impact. The bigger choice would be to, uh, A, pick somebody who might have a, you know, who might have a definite chance to raise it, um, or just making sure that you don't pick somebody who's going to tank it. <laughs> yeah, you know you're you're so going to be making it, negative choices, which is like I just no matter who I lay out over these over these three months, um, I need to make sure that I am not uh, kind of making deductions from this one account, and it will fill up kind of incidentally as time goes. It, it ends up it's one of the more counterintuitive things in the game. Yeah, if if I want to increase ignorance, uh, it's not important that I burn books. It's important that I have a dollard do yeah. anything. <laughs> uh and if they build a statue people are going to watch it and be like man i really like the ignorant way that guy builds a statue mm. i would like to be more ignorant myself and that will increase ignorance in the village yeah 
uh, every time you're choosing one of these actions that are basically anonymous, you're choosing the person. Um, there are uh, three little blips that happen, three like events that yeah. are related to these virtues and vices. I talked about their virtue. It could be like they're a singer, so they're very fervorous. They also get a vice or a sin, uh, and that can be minor or major as well. Mm-hmm. So that could just be like, oh, they're a little bit lazy. So you get a little bit, uh, you know, less, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what would be the, I can't remember which one's the opposite of lazy. Yeah. Um, but you get negative five points in one area. Yeah. It'll, it'll draw down be, from discipline. Yeah. Yeah. A ne- negative five for discipline, or they could be, you know, like, uh, uh, narcoleptic mm-hmm. and get a negative 30 for discipline. Yeah. You know, uh, with that and just choosing which people, which buttons to press that either will raise or lower your five different meters is the game. Yeah. That's what you're doing every, every month in the game. Yeah. The second part of the game, uh, and then that also affects their houses. So, uh, if you choose, you know, they're all pick me, pick me, uh, every house that doesn't get picked whines mm-hmm. about it and their approval goes down every house that does get picked and you can pick between one and three. Yeah. For some reason you can't have everybody do everything. Nope. Uh, the second part of the game is figuring out what those, uh, virtues and vices are. Right. Uh, because if you don't know this, if you don't know who somebody is, if you just send them in with question mark, uh, virtues, question mark vices, uh, it won't even show you, uh, when it's giving the rundown at the end of a month within a particular season, uh, like how it was affected. It just kind of the meters move. Um, so you want to do whatever you can to know who you're going to be sending out so that you're not accidentally putting yourself in a situation where a meter is drawn down and it will kill you. Yeah. I don't want to send, uh, you know, my scholar out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think you know not to enforce ignorance. You don't want to send him out at all. No, because no. he's going to have that effect no matter whether he's building buildings or you know busting skulls. Yeah, he's doing it in, in a scholarly way. Yeah, old, old old Jimmy syllables is over here using big words while he's whipping somebody. Um, yes, yeah, I can't uh, can't have that happening because it's uh you know Chernobog's going to know he's keeping accounts. It, it I mean yeah. it, like a lot of this really does feel like you are just like kind of transferring money between different accounts, except there's a little bit of leakage between them. It, yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little. Uh, I said towers of Hanoi, but really what I wanted was that um, putting different volumes of water. Yeah, into the cup yeah. puzzle. You know, <laughs> um. The way you find out what people, what their virtues and vices are is through uh, inquiries. Um, you get a certain, depending on how much a house likes you, you can have between zero or two of these available. I don't know. You're very polite. You're a very polite cult leader. It's like, <laughs> oh, you do not, it's not a good time for you? Okay, I won't do it. Um, and uh, you can do these at the beginning of the month before you choose your advisors. You get a limited number of them. Uh, you can inquire as to the virtue or vice, and these have two layers. Yeah. Uh, it starts as question mark, then becomes a rumor, then becomes we know what the thing is. Yes. Uh, a thing that just, again, just adds like an annoying Excel-like complication to this is that uh, houses do not like being inquired upon. No. So you need to know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. That's, this is the game. But doing it is going to inherently make some of your meters go down. Yeah. Um, you can usually inquire about a vice uh, once for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, vice of virtue rather for yeah. free. Uh, and then uh, the second time or inquiring about any vices always cost reputation. Yeah. So, you know, say you play somebody um, or, you know, I, I guess I should say it this way. Say somebody uh, has question marks on both their, on both their virtue and their vice. If you want to use inquiries and you would need to do this over the course of a couple of different seasons, um, the total cost to, um, to uh, figure out what they're all about is going to be negative 12 favor. 
you know, so yes. zero, negative three, then negative three, then negative six, you know, uh, and, uh, on the expenditure to get all these. You may learn about some of these just by using them, but also that may hurt something, <laughs> you know, when you put them out, uh, it'll have a negative effect that you otherwise could have avoided um, if you just yes. play them, if you just play them blind. Now, take that negative 12 across you know, I think that in each individual house can have maybe I think it's up to eight people in it, something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you are doing full inquiries every single uh, every single time, every single season, and then also every month after you play somebody uh, that is going to put a whole bunch of overhead on your favor with a particular house across the board. So when I was failing um, early on, well, I, I, you know, spoiler, I never actually beat this game. Uh, I, I didn't either. Right. Not not for like if, if that's your cue right now, just to turn off the podcast because we're gamer cocks, please. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course we don't. Of course we're being, we don't like it. We're not good enough. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but like when I was failing faster, let's say when I was, when I was biffing out in year two, as opposed to year four, um, you know, a lot of it was, um, you know, just houses betraying me, staging a coup. And, mm -hmm. you know, that was, but that was when I started doing accounting and realizing that like, no, I need to like, if I'm going to use an inquiry, I need to use it on vices only, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and kind of keeping that powder dry and only making small deductions every time I, every time I went and using like context cues based on like the thing that they said when I picked them or like what little, uh, tooltip popped up. And it's like, oh yeah, this person always looks a little bit guilty when I talk to them. It's like, okay, well, what, what could that possibly have to do? And eventually I just you, learned what those, what those corresponded to. Right. So the, good. So the, this could, this could be, I could be ignorant about this but am, i try to do that as well and to me those suggested directions of a vice but not severity it was so on virtues when you select somebody they're uh I, put me in champ i'm really happy about how it's gonna go like their little bark that they do there uh that will mm -hmm. always tell you exactly what their um what their virtue is so you can figure out like, okay, this is what somebody who is um, uneducated would say. Here's what somebody, uh, you know, who is a masochist would say. Here's what somebody who's a sadist would say. It's the same every single time. Um, okay. And then like the little when you are uh, picking them, uh, when, when you're picking them uh, and you're like mousing over and it says, yeah, this person looks guilty. Uh, you know, this was a person who like wrote stories a lot when they were young, etc. cetera. Uh, those could be about either a virtue or a vice, but it will never say like it's more difficult to pick, you know, which one that it's going to be. So it's like which of the different tenets it is as a which which tenant it's going to affect, not which specific trait it, 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 uh, it, it, it corresponds responds to well not knowing that that's what i mean is like not knowing the trait yeah so what would happen is i would see a guy uh would have a trait that might suggest that they were uh, a smarty pants yes you know and they weren't ignorant but i didn't know how much mm -hmm. uh they were so while i'm fe feathering that throttle on uh doing <laughs> inquiries oh shit they're uh you know, a super genius. Yeah. They're an artist. And God damn they, it. Negative 30. They're, Fuck. they're an artist. They negative 30 me. And I don't really feel like I had a good way to avoid that. Yeah. Like what happens when you don't, when we talk about this being RNG based. What happens when you properly feather the meters to manage all of them mm -hmm. is you don't get enough information to not just literally walk into a pit where you die. Yes. You know, like you just do something where it's like, well, shit, I can't really recover from this. <laughs> um, this has tanked me, so I may as well just start over. 
because uh you know and if if i don't think it would have been appreciably better if the barks were the same for the the vice because mm-hmm. then it just becomes a game about memorization yeah. like i just know this combination of words means that they're a, they're a scholar they're which it artist. absolutely is with the virtues yeah right which is what happens with the virtues and that's fine because you don't want to be spending money on virtues mm-hmm. you want to be able to intuit that but it's just you're not really intuiting it you're just eventually learning yeah. this combination of words means this number and that under like <laughs> that undercuts the game being about making decisions right because yeah. you know by 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 virtue of the way it meets out information like yeah you're making second or third order choices that may deprive you of something later on you know, to where you would have certainty that you were not going to be fucking yourself, but because everything does feel a little bit random number generated, you know, and also because everything is so heavily weighted to, you know, really backfire against you, like a good, uh, you know, the, the best virtue you can get is plus 15. The, you know, the worst vice that can be put on somebody is, is, is negative 30. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and the way things generally work out, like the highest net positive swing you can get is like a plus five. Um, on any of these so you're always drawing more from somebody else's account when you're raising yours um you know yeah. and you're just trying to make sure that you are very slowly adding roughly a little bit more drop by drop into the overall pool while making borrows from these different accounts it, it it's a the best you can hope for is you know four steps backwards five steps forwards and hope you know, that in, in those four steps uh, backwards you're not picking a direction that will put you into a pit with spikes at the bottom yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's a really good chance you'll just lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that, that was in service of talking about these inquiries where, where, you know, where it is going to be punishing you. Like, yes, you are going to get better at making decisions on your tenants um, and keeping those filled up at the expense of making sure that every single house hates you as much as possible because you're making, you know, negative 12 total, you know, deductions from their favor accounts um every single yes. round when it go when it when it swings from like plus 100 to negative 100 um and, and yeah. doing those is tough because you don't get that much favor for picking a, a guy right you know uh you're gonna make up most of that in the community chest stuff and that is entirely random yes yeah um but reputation is cost of doing business right you know by picking somebody um, you know, regardless of if they're better than others, <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to raise, you're going to raise your favor with one house and it's going to lower with others. This is also diluted. So if you pick three, um, the overall positive is going to be, is going to be split, but the overall negative is going to be split as well. So you may think yeah. that you're like gaining more just by picking, you know, by picking one person or I'll pick three and it's going to raise up. That just kind of dilutes everything uh, as it goes along as well. And there are conflicting uh, kind of reports um, based on uh, like if there is a net benefit to just picking one person or always picking three as it goes and hoping that it balances out. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to want to just pick one to mitigate damage because you ended up with a, a team of assholes yeah. uh, down there. And that's not sustainable. You can mm-hmm. only do that for a short amount of time uh, before everyone gets really upset with you Yeah, uh, at this point. Um, so eventually you want to get all positives or close to all positives you can. Yes. You know, uh, get a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these are my good advisors. Uh the problem is you do have to sacrifice an advisor at the end of every season. Mm-hmm. So you won't be able to keep your good team. Uh, but part of the process of like getting closer to success is finding that. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, part of what you're doing when you're making inquiries and putting your team together is you're looking for major, major virtues uh, and major sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, the latter are going to be much more important, specifically because getting rid of them is a mission. Uh, and yes, this. like it's, it's part of a major, uh, major thing, uh, major sinners. They, they have the vices that give, that give you negative 30. Uh, so you have to have them on your council so you can sacrifice them, but you need to make sure that you're putting them in at a point where you do not need to use them to raise, <laughs> to raise that particular tenant that they happen to be a major sinner in. So it's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're kind of going in with one of your five tires flat, uh, every single time in order to avoid taking a bigger reputational hit than you need to by doing an unjust sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, once you know the, uh, the virtue and vice of a character, you'll mm-hmm. get a little preview as to what picking them will do. Yes. So you have to get there. Uh, and I found very frustratingly on that screen, there was not a house, uh, reputation. Mm-hmm meter which was the other thing i was considering and the game goddamn knew i was considering it yeah uh, they just kind of hide that information for a little bit and that's something i could get around if i was just keeping notes or keeping yeah. a spreadsheet it's it you know? starts uh so it starts showing that based on uh so it'll tell you uh, it goes from like rebellious dissatisfied neutral satisfied and zealous so there are five different uh you know quantizes to those five different things and pluses and minuses uh, instead of being shown on numbers or on meters it's shown by thumbs up and thumbs down. So if I pick this yeah. guy, it'll give me it'll give him three thumbs up, but everybody else will get two thumbs down a piece. So am I how many thumb I'm netting way more thumbs down than I'm than I'm not? It's yeah. <laughs> and I don't know where they're at yeah. on that screen. So I don't know how many thumbs they had previously collected. <laughs> uh, so the end of every season, uh, you pick one of your advisors to sacrifice. Um this is going to upset the house as well. Um if you this will either have a huge impact on your reputation, if uh, if they're a minor sinner or if you don't have their sin figured out mm-hmm. uh, yet, they'll be really upset and they'll grudgingly grudgingly accept it if they're a major sinner. But they still get negative thirty. Yeah, and it's like man, Turnabog's making me kill this artist, <laughs> um, and this artist is fucking everything up for you and for us. I've done you a favor. They were they yeah. were you know what they were doing in their room? They were making beautiful art, and we can't have yeah. that. They think just because you have a truck, you have to help them move. You want me to kill this family member. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, they just say, uh, just because I killed Dismas. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Get over uh, him. He's gone. He will not join Chernabog with us. <laughs> Contemporize, man. The, uh, they also, uh, just to add another plate that you're spinning in this game, yeah. uh, you don't want to sacrifice somebody from the same house twice in a row. No. They will be extremely upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, a negative one hundred j- drop yeah. in uh, in their satisfaction, which is pretty much guaranteed to put them into rebellious. Which means that you're going to have to coddle them uh, the next time, regardless of which major center you are to be hunting. Uh, you know, maybe this of what you need to do with your your village. Uh huh. So, like getting in these situations where you, the way that these plates don't work together, getting in these situations where I have to coddle uh, House Yosefka. But the the people I can pick from House Yosefka because of their random you know traits and and uh, you know vices and virtues cannot pump the you know the tenant I need to pump. Yes, you know they don't have anybody who is fervorous enough for yeah. me right now. Uh, so you're just fucked. Like you end up in these <laughs> situations where you paint yourself into a corner yeah. with very very limited information constantly. Yeah. I, I hate, to keep, hate to keep making these fi- these like financial analogies, but like ultimately what it, what it ends up getting to is like, all right, 
if I end this round with House Yosefka still blinking and rebellious, that's going to end the game. Making them happy means that I'm going to put this tenet down in. So I'm going to be, you know, dealing with that. It's kind of like doing like strategic bounces on different accounts. Like, all right, as mm-hmm. long as only one of these accounts bounces, I can cover I can cover that with these others. If two or more bounce at the same time, then I'm fucked. So I need to just, like, just slowly crash this thing. And, like, again, that is sound, sounding interesting. That is sound, making it sound like Frostpunk. Frostpunk it is not. <laughs> no. Or, or Frostpunk or, like, Cart Life. Yeah. Like, it makes it sound like uh, like something with, with actual, you know, stakes. And when we get to this, we start trying to talk about, like, what point this is trying to make. Yeah. Uh, that kind of economic point of like trying to borrow from different credit card accounts, mm-hmm. you know, could be an interesting game. Yes. You know, th- like th- that could be a point to that. Whatever this has to say about, uh, religion mm-hmm. it was my, is my guess, uh, is not that interesting. Right. You know, uh, or, or dogma or like blind faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that interesting. Yeah. So big, big bummer. Uh, in that case. Yeah. So, uh, I wish that there was more, uh, more consonants, um, between these. Yeah. yeah me too. Uh, these sacrifices will also affect your tenants. So it doesn't just affect family reputation. It will also sacrifice, uh, affect virtues. Um, so if, uh, you know, the, the sinner that you're killing is ignorance, uh, is ignorant, then the ignorance will take a hit, but if they're unrepentant, then everyone will become more penitent, penitent. Yeah, they say um, like, oh, this they, is also a plus and minus. It, yeah. It's basically like a little bonus move that yes. happens on their way out. Yeah, <laughs> that also, if you're making a choice uh, based on whichever major center is here, that may be the thing that pushes you negative on a particular one, or you may get to yeah. a point where, ah, shit, uh, the person that I would need to sacrifice to not uh, make this into an unjust sacrifice, quote unquote, uh, that will actually put us uh, below. Uh, on one of these tenants or keep me negative. Uh, so I have to make a, an unjust sacrifice in order to stay alive so I can go back and fix this deficit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, uh it's, it, it's rough. It sucks. Uh, the main thing you're trying to do is get, uh, the major sins uncovered. Yeah. Um, you want this because these are very dangerous people to pick. Um, the other thing is you want to sacrifice them. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first season, uh, you'll get a dream where Chernobog will speak to you. And we'll tell you a tenant to push, um, which makes that maintenance requirement 50% rather than 25%. Mm-hmm. Really fucking hard. Um, and we'll uh, kind of obliquely allude to a major sinner they want to see sacrificed. Yes. So they will say, the thief, bring him to me. And you might think, yeah. okay, that's flavor. All right, so I'm looking for, no, there's information there. So that's going to be a thief, somebody who has a problem uh, in obedience, I believe, is the is the one where that's at. Like, that is uh, a particular uh, ma- you know, major sin uh, that is there, a major vice. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's giving you a gender. So you're doing kind of like a guess who thing. So I need to focus my inquiries if I'm going around inquiring about sins uh, on uh, people who are rumored to be low in obedience, but also happen to be male. Yes. Uh, and this is also another memorization based thing. Yeah. Um, bring me the thief means something, but then the sins don't uh, correspond to those one to one. Yeah. So is that so the embezzler found... or is it, uh, or is it the swindler? <laughs> yeah. Swindler. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. So you have to, you eventually just kind of figure that out. Yeah. Uh, it's just trial and error mm-hmm. to get it. Um, sacrificing that person will cause another dream. So we'll get another tenant. We'll get emphasized, uh, which can provide you with some relief. You know, yes. Uh, you want to move that ten on to another thing, um, and also gives you another sinner. Yeah. Um, the uh, if you get all of them, that's how you get like the golden ending. Mm-hmm. You want 
to uh to kill all the sinners yes. so it's it's ending the game okay with uh you know all the tenants and getting rid of all the major sinners yes yeah um and that that rotating okay so you know just whichever inventory chernabog's trying to push this this season um yeah. you know gotta make gotta make sure we make move you give away game shop game stop memberships <laughs> yeah gotta make sure we move corn this month um, <laughs> there's some elegance there because if it's saying like you really need to uh you know be be uh just uh, be, be as as disciplined as you can well i don't really have a team or people that i can put forward to you know to to, to raise discipline i'm in real trouble um if that is something that i need to be keeping up real high i really want to mm-hmm. be aiming to sacrifice whichever major center they ask for because there's a chance that it's going to move over to something that i have a little bit more strength in that and you know as you are raising something up above 50 naturally when it moves to something else if that is really high you can start kind of it's making uh, yeah that, that that's your cushioning so like i you know i'm doing real good in fervor so i can um you know make a bunch of deductions from that to raise my obedience using this particular team when i play it the next time right yes yeah yeah uh there's there are a couple added wrinkles so that was the game yes basically not for three seasons uh what we're describing three years and i know it was complicated the way we described it in in play I mean, it's worth noting you're just pushing buttons yes. on these things too. Like the when we say uh, you know picking an advisor, it's just you picking a card. Yes, essentially, this is this is a board game. Um, the Sunken Sins expansion added a couple wrinkles, um, uh, specifically spiritual contagions and the purification tower. Oh man, I want a game about the purification tower. I liked the idea. They they you just drown somebody for a season. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long time to drown. <laughs> no That's wonder they start growing time. gills. <laughs> yeah. A lot of drowning. Hold on, hold on. Uh, so after a couple of seasons, uh, the game will say like, hey, uh, this house has a spiritual contagion. There's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, these are psychological maladies. Um, they replace some of their virtues and they can spread. Yes. So what you want to do once this starts happening, uh, these can be hiding if you have not uncovered uh, at least the rumors of somebody's virtue. Um, Mm -hmm. And you don't want to deploy somebody if they do not have an uncovered uh, virtue because you don't want them to suddenly you you don't want to suddenly realize they are, uh, say, hyperactive. Right, because then, you're, then your discipline's going to tank if you try and play them, right? Yes. Uh, additionally, if these guys stick around for a couple of seasons, suddenly this goes over to somebody else. And if you have a particular kind of linchpin on a particular house, uh, then uh, if that person's virtue is overwritten by one of these psychological conditions, that makes them much less useful. Uh, also, you can't sacrifice somebody, or you can sacrifice somebody if they are uh, if they are afflicted. But it will, it will always be counted as unjust. So you need to nip the stuff in the bud as quickly as you can. Yeah. And astute listeners will realize uh, in the first part of this, we talked about how it's really only worth uncovering uh, vices. Mm-hmm. This feels like a like a patch to make virtues worth uncovering, and yes. I barely have the economy to uncover vices. Oh yeah. So now that I want to know virtues uh, for for this sub mechanic, like I just feel doubly fucked. Mm-hmm. It's more complicated, but it's not a particularly interesting way to add complication. Yeah. 
And those first few rounds before you realize, okay, once this is introduced, I need to start uncovering virtues. You know, you have these, <laughs> you have these uh, question mark virtues laying around and it is spreading. So by the time you start uncovering them, even just incidentally, oh, it turns out everybody, it turns out everybody here is a psychopath because it's been spreading yep. and it is impossible for me to cure them fast enough to get rid of this. Oh, that's not, that's another playthrough that's yep. pooched. Yeah. I put this game in an unwinnable state and gained nothing. Yes. Um, the way that you determine which maladies they have is either through inquiry or by sending them to this tower and examining them, uh, which we mentioned, this is a dunk tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get dunked. <laughs> I uh, love the idea of it being a dunk tank. It goes into a physics based mini game. You have to throw the baseball in order to, yeah. in order to hit the target. <laughs> it's not called anymore. It's dunk. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's a permanent dunk tank. <laughs> You know, long distance, long, like marathon dunk tank, like cross country dunk tank. Is, is that how carnival workers describe passing away to their to their kids? Yeah. Like, oh, grandma went to the permanent dunk tank. I, I think that's how carnival workers describe fragging their commander. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, very good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you don't want to put one of these people on the council, as we mentioned. Uh, mm. So this just limits your options. Yes, more and more. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, always bad to sacrifice them. You want to cleanse them. Yes. Uh, you have you have two choices once you put them in the tower. Your tower has three slots as well. Uh, you can try purifying them right away. This takes a whole season. They'll yes. be gone for a season being drowned. Um, this has a chance to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can just cure them or it won't. Um, it also has a chance to kill them, which causes a reputation hit. Yes. Um, or you can examine them first, which just makes it take two, two seasons. You spend a whole season examining them and then the next season fixing them. Right. Uh, to get them back in rotation. Yeah. Uh, and God help you if they're a hermit because you cannot uh, get them to leave. Um, if they happen I, to have I never that. ran into that. I didn't have a hermit. Oh, luckily. yeah. Uh, you have an option uh, if, you, if, if you get that and they won't leave, which is you can purify them several times in a row, which will awaken them. No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you you can effectively lobotomize them by making them into a mindless fish man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this is we get fish people. They're called mm-hmm. awokens. Um, you get a really negative consequence if you sacrifice them. Yeah. Uh, there, like it, it threatens you with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have a virtue. No, they're just fish men. I, th- th- this is some of the flavor that really works for me. So in the slot, if you if you end up using them, you know where it says like, oh yes, uh, their 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 fervor um, for discipline made it so that they are real discipline in the way they got their fervor plus fifteen. Uh, instead of saying that, it will say virtue question mark, and then it will say, yeah, he kind of put everybody up by walking around and um, speaking in gibberish. Or he spent most of the t- spent most of the month swimming, so he like didn't really have an effect on anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of fun. Yeah, like, these little weirdos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, the big uh, kind of the other th- kind of hook to this, you know, surely you're thinking that can't be the entire game is just managing these buttons. Yeah, uh, there are these little community chest things. These are events. Yeah, uh, here um, they pop up uh, as letters. Basically, uh, that you get the beginning of most seasons. Yeah. Uh, and every once in a while between the month in the season, but usually it's between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these are opportunities to swing different tenant and reputation values. Uh, they're presented as little stories. You know, somebody will come to you and make an appeal and you're given two or three choices. 
Um, what's nice is uh, there are kind of known knowns, known unknowns, etc. So it'll say like, yeah, obviously siding with this house over the other house will raise your reputation with this one, lower with this other one. But if you take a uh, if you take this kind of strange option or a third way, uh, that obscures uh, what's going to happen here. Uh, something that's yes. neat is that there are some of them that are kind of like quest lines as well. So like if you say when this strange person washes up on the shore of the on, on the shore of the island you know if instead of like sending him back out to the water to die which will help your ignorance you say let's keep him around to learn about where he came from that will hurt ignorance with the chance to get this event later on that will let you get a you know a bigger swing on other stuff later yeah this is my favorite part of the game yeah we're the, we're the ones that uh kind of had uh long tails and were more interesting the, it, it's hard to overstate how many of these are just essentially an extra, like a bonus round of the game though. Yeah. Like some of them are really cool. Like, Oh, this woman, her baby cries whenever it's not in the bath <laughs> and if you encourage it to go out to sea. It becomes like the first, you know, awoken baby basically. Yeah. And everyone loves it. It's a good omen. <laughs> uh, but generally those ones where it's like, Hey, this person's got, you know, th- this person's apple tree is growing in my yard. Who should yeah. have the apple tree? You know, <laughs> uh, it's just another meter choice. Yeah. It's just a bonus round, you know, oh, do I want a plus 10 fervor or a plus 10 discipline? Yeah. You know, the, the bounding box of the numbers rules all in this game. Yes. There is, there's not space for anything. And it, it's so frustrating because we, you, you, we compare this earlier to inscription like just in terms of game jams with sacrifices in the name. Mm-hmm. What if one of these allowed you an undo? Yeah. What if one of these allowed you, uh, you know, a free, uh, inquiry that just told you everything about a person? Mm-hmm. Like what if it just did something other than manipulate the fucking meter? And what's you frustrating know? is like, sometimes they do, but it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's random. Like one of them is like, you get a letter saying, you know, you must show favor to, um, this house in order to, uh, in, in order to, you know, please turn a bug or whatever. Like you can say like, okay, well I'll just favor that house. Or you can ask like, Hey, who sent the letter? And I think mm-hmm. that it breaks down to like half the time it'll be, you know, like, ah, you know, you, you figured out our scheme, you get a negative with them, or it will uncover that this person is superstitious or this person is like connected to the spirit world and you will uncover a major, a major virtue, uh, with that. Yeah. 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 It's still, it. I guess what I ultimately, what I'm saying is it's too constrained within the bounding box of vices and virtues and how they relate to the numbers mm-hmm. of the tenants. Yeah. What I want is like Mario Kart power-ups. Yes. You know, like let me undo a month. Let me do like give give me a, a hourglass that lets me skip a month mm-hmm. if it if it's advantageous. Give me uh, an emergency, you know, festival. Like like the special like buildings in SimCity or something. Yeah. Like give me an emergency festival I can hold to raise any of my tenants 10%. Yeah. You know, just uh, I I wanted something here that wasn't just a virtue of ice or a fucking number on a tenant. Yeah. You know, it, it is it is extremely a constrained game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you know, like I don't want a game to be all text, but I want there to be a reason. And also like I'm making a decision. I I I, I kind of want to be able to decide what kind of cult I want to run, you know, to a degree. Oh, and I'm asking yeah. I'm asking this to be a different kind of game at that point, but like it is dangling the it is dangling the prospect 
um, of like, okay, if you if you get invested in the content of what is of what you're being asked to manage at all, manage at all, you're going to be disappointed because it all comes down to the numbers anyway. Kind of doesn't matter if you if you say like you know this person whether or not this person should get married to someone they don't because it was a, they they don't love just because it's arranged. Kind of doesn't matter if you're like doing an arranged marriage cult or whatever because it ultimately comes down to what in what way am I trying to live to see another season specifically at this point and yeah. that kind of you know changes you know that 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 has a really bad effect because it it means that like you're just making decisions kind of for right now or trying to build up build up enough of a buffer in one particular resource so you can take away later on so the interesting version of like the arranged marriage choices like i decide okay we're a cult that does arranged marriages what effect does this have on like population later on or like how does that come back to us you know, in um, a different event that that, that uh, is kind of like logic checked. So, like, yes, you decided to go with we are arranged marriages. Well, here is a much bigger stakes kind of thing right now that'll be a bigger swing. And that happens just enough to piss me off where it implies yeah. that they know that that is a cool thing to have happen. But most of it is the apple tree in the backyard. It's a it is among the uh, the least expressive games. Yeah, we've ever done. Like, not only are you not, de- you're deciding whether you're an arranged marriage cult, that is a powerfully cool flavor choice mm-hmm. and is the kind of thing that I get really jazzed about in a management game. Yeah. Uh, and you, you made a comparison to Frostpunk earlier. That is a game that makes those flavor choices tie into mechanics in a way that's fascinating. Extremely. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like best in class for the, for tying, uh, you know, management into flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets better than that game. Yeah. I don't know that it gets worse than this game yeah. because I, I never cared about, like I never was making that decision. Like, Oh, what, what would be cool about this? Like, what would be a neat thing to Should I be an arranged marriage cult? Like mm-hmm. that might have this effect and this effect. And I can kind of predict it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just putting out whatever fire happens to be going at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, and ultimately the, the bounding box of what things can be is so small. Yeah. That, it's just going to be a plus 10 or a plus 15 on a meter. Well, and also uh, it, will, it, will, it will punish you for trying to think that there is more going on than there is, you know, like, yeah. so yes, you have these community chess things, but even just by virtue of being one of the main major choices that you make, like, you know, choosing who to sacrifice the first few times that I played this, I was like, all right, I need, I need to sacrifice whoever I put up to the bat and they just, they just biffed it. Right. Like yep. you really screwed this up. You know, and uh, I need to punish you and your house for putting us into a worse spot. No, no, you don't want to do that uh, because yeah. that is unjust. You, you you punish just by the numbers or just by the trait, not over any kind of like story of what happened over the course of an individual season. Right. Um, yeah. And that is that, that that is dissatisfying. It's a little bit like, a you know, a big anonymous corporation that just does their hiring and firing based on like. Uh, how much time are you at your desk versus how much time are you taking bathroom breaks? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so you, this is what, this is the game. This yes. is what you do is you manage these meters, uh, tenants, uh, house loyalties. Yeah. That's basically it while also trying to find, uh, information about the people and uncover sinners mm-hmm. and sacrifice them. Um, basically, the path towards the closest I got to success in this is getting a good team 
that I could have so I could ride my meters up every once in a while, building up enough of a buffer to throw one of the loser houses a bone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on my team. Um, and then eventually just dying because of, you know, having to sacrifice my good team. Yes. And having to pull, throw in a shithead. That is the main way that difficulty escalates is you eventually, you know, since you have to sacrifice somebody every season, your options go further, you know, further, further down the tube. Yeah. And you may end up getting to the point where in order to stay alive, you need to get rid of your most valuable player uh, or your last option for raising uh, one of the tenants that that ultimately uh, happened to me at a couple of points. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like, well, fuck, I don't have anybody uh, in. I don't have anybody who can raise my discipline or anybody who can raise my fervor, et cetera. Just replace any of them because they're all all replaceable. That means that is always going to be going down. And I am, you know, marked. You know, I just uh, I'm marked for failure at this point. Uh, yeah. That that was kind of a failure of planning, but I didn't have the information to plan. So, yeah, I don't know who to be mad at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you get to, you get to the end, you get to the end of the five years, you get an ending uh, in this game. Uh, there are several different endings and they kind of depend on uh, where your tenants are. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, and these are, you know, uh, so if uh the uh, the one that I uh, got the, the so the thing that I ended up seeing uh, mm-hmm. either in my research or yeah. in the game they blend together because I watched people play this because I couldn't find a guide nor could I figure out what I was doing wrong for a long yeah. time uh, is the low fervor uh, yeah thing. like you stop having restful sleep <laughs> I, I I like that one I think that ending is called like martyr or something like that yeah yeah and it's just oh you, you you stop you stop sleeping because Chernabog doesn't talk to you anymore like Chernabog decided not to let you dream because essentially yeah. you let your cult not uh not worship him anymore and so you he's uh, also wait, a waste away nothing oh yeah <laughs> yeah the, the same way that all the house leaders are just babies <laughs> like oh man the other one that's real cool and it makes me wish that i had a you know a way to see more of them uh because the damnation ending is really neat too the low mm-hmm. penitence one so like vicar efferson the guy is responsible for whipping everybody puts away the whips uh and then when the day comes turnabog doesn't rise but neither does the sun yeah, um and so great. the sun just kind of keeps not rising and then eventually the waves still and it is just that's <laughs> it's so good wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I, I like mm. uh, the the golden ending uh, is Chernabog rises. You you raise Chernabog. I watched this online. I yeah. did not get this. Um, I and you can't just find the ending. I had to like find a YouTuber who did it. Yeah, and then watch the end of their video. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a gigantic elder god made of corpses. The implication here being that the people you're sacrificing literally feed Chernabog. Mm-hmm. And become part of Chernabog yeah. here. Uh, and then he destroys the village and the sun is eclipsed, which is what you want as a cultist. Yes. You want Chernabog to rise and you, you know, join him. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. taken as read that uh, you will be incorporated. I also like how Chernabog has all these gigantic swords sticking out of him. Uh, yeah. So that, like, people have tried to defeat him in the past and it has not worked. Yeah. I talk a lot of shit about this game. Chernabog is pretty cool. Chernabog's good. I mean, as much yeah, as the cult is pretty, <laughs> I want to see where Chernabog, um, uh, yeah. you know, as much as the cult is pretty anonymous and just kind of a stand in for whatever, you know, puritanical, uh, kind of thing you want. Chernabog is, uh, is, is, is quite good. Uh, I also yeah. like what happens. I, I have no idea how you could actually make this work. Uh, if all of your remaining villagers are purified and turned in, turned into a woken kind of the deep one fungus hybrid guys, 
Um, the sea starts rising and then all of the awoken all over the world, um, just go into the ocean and, uh, form another God, a new God beneath the waters. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I wish them, I, I wish them the best. <laughs> yeah. He gained life. Good for him. <laughs> the, the, uh, and I didn't, you know, again, didn't get these endings because the game's fucking hard. Yes. I wanted uh, to, I really and, was hoping to get, I mean, even a bad ending, um, as it, uh, as, uh, as I went along and I put in, you know, a lot of time, but eventually it was just like, I, it, it, I, I would end up needing to like restart until I got a good, uh, until I got a good starting hand. And you kind of don't know when you get a good starting hand until no. you're halfway through. It, it's a the experience of playing so that starting over and going through the inquiries initially and getting a whole new loadout yeah was really demoralizing to me yes uh because of that bounding box so like i would play i would lose i would start a new game and it didn't feel like uh i i there's a straw man out there who is holding this and over me and being like oh gary you like board game based roguelikes mm-hmm. that have to do with cults uh, but like when you start a new game of Isaac, you know, for example, other run based games, you're pulling a lottery lever and maybe in that first item room, you're going to get something really cool. Even if it's not something very powerful, you're going to get something interesting. Yeah. The bounding box of the shrouded Isle is such that pulling that lever again and doing that slot machine again, not only was it very unlikely that I would get something cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what I got. For a long time, yeah. you had to play quite a bit of the game to know whether you're fucked or not. And the best I could hope for is like plus 15 to one number and minus 10 to another. Yeah. Like it, it's such small ball penny ante shit. There's nothing to get excited about. Yeah. Like even if you end up with a really good loadout that can win, it's not cool. It doesn't feel cool. Yeah. Uh, and that that's a death knell. You know, that that's a it's like the most damning thing I can can think or say about this. Like nothing I did ever felt cool. Yeah. Uh, and like during it. You know, cool is not enough to make something really good, right? Like, you yeah, know necessary but insufficient. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know. Uh, and, I need more than that, but it has to at least feel kind of neat. Yeah. And just like ultimately there's just not not enough going on here. You know, stuff like, yeah, is pretty tied up. But like once you understand the nature of the choices that you're making and understand that uh, it is kind of always going to be laid out, um, you know, what you're going to be uh, debiting from in order to credit somewhere else, it really does just kind of become an exercise of numbers. And I really wanted to care about the flavor stuff more. Um, That was that was heartbreaking because, you know. Uh, the, the, the promise of this, you know, the log line, a game about running a cult and making bad decisions. Yes, please. Yeah. No, I'm right yeah. here. My mouth is wide open for you. Just throw, throw that it, fish in. I'm, 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 I'm a big old dolphin mouth wide open. Um, it, it doesn't, I mean, the, the, the real answer to this is the, the good version of that for me is darkest dungeon. Yeah. Where you're running a cult and making a bad decision. And the good version of that for you is Frostpunk, where you're also more or less running a cult. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it's, and I, and I like Frostpunk too. Like I'm not, I like you know, Darkest Dungeon too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in terms of the version of this that is Gary Nip and Cole Nip respectively. Sorry, sorry. Gary Wanna and Cole Kane. There we go. Yes, thank you. Uh, from, the, from the dispatch, Gary Wanna and Cole Kane respectively. Uh, famously addictive, Gary Wanna. Um, those are the versions of this that yeah. do the flavor, 
that we want and integrate the play and have the play in a much more interesting and wide space Yeah, than this. Uh, and yeah, I, I hated this. I, I mean, I feel, I feel it's been a while <laughs> since I, we, we've done a lot of things that are at least kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, so far this year that like, not everything has been a huge hit. There've been things that we, I haven't liked that much or I've been critical of or had problems with, you yeah. know, uh, speaking personally, but this is the first thing we've done this year that I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. Uh, I never want to play this again. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, no, I, it, yeah, th- th- this to me, once I learned this was a game jam game, um, it, uh, everything just kind of clicked because it doesn't feel like much more than that. And I don't mean to denigrate game jam games, but by, you know, people who make them know you're making them in a week, you're making them under the, 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 the strictest, the strictest constraints possible. And they didn't necessarily have those constraints on this. And they still ended up delivering something that feels incredibly hemmed in and just kind of tantalized with a promise of something that I really wanted to play and didn't deliver on it in an interesting or fleshed out kind of way. Um, I don't want to denigrate like a game jam thing or no. even say like the easy conclusion would be like, Oh, you can start with that and then you have to take it further. Yeah. Uh, that that's not true, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the version of super hot that was the game jam was basically super hot. Yeah. And that's a good enough idea to support a thing. Yes. This is spreadsheet. Guess who? <laughs> yep. uh, and that's not good i mean i just i feel mean saying it. it's just not good enough yeah there's you know? a i mean like it's it's really similar there's another uh game jam game that just came out recently that i streamed is called lovecrafting uh that is mm-hmm. really similar um uh but you're making <laughs> it, it's almost kind of exactly the same you are making um uh kind of choices to uh like improve one aspect of a god that you're summoning at the expense of another and then eventually it gets uh, uh time constrained for when you're making those okay. choices and uh, doing that it's, it's available in like the unity web player on, uh, on, uh, uh itch, like just lo- love crafting is the name of it again. It's kind of neat, uh, as a go, um, that at least has the interest of you're making, uh, very quick choices as you go along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like snap, snap judgment kind of things. Uh, so at least there, you're not playing it for hours and hours as far as like a single player, first person, social deduction thing, you know, this game would be poison to you, Gary, uh, because it has some of the least, uh, it has, it has a very, uh, let's say visual novel style, opinionated, uh, character design. And also the characters are very un, uh, unlikable. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, Nosha is another game that, that does, uh, the single player, uh, social deduction where you're trying to figure out, um, you know, where people fall based on, uh, particular clues, but that at least is yes, run based, but you're building up your own aspects to be able to uncover that stuff more effectively as it goes. And it is progressing along a plot as well. Yeah. You know, so like if you're, if you're looking for either of those, I think those are, it's somebody who's listening. This is not me making a, a recommendation to you, yeah. Gary. Uh, I would say like, if this single player social deduction management, I'm trying to figure out um, who is who is doing what behind my back kind of thing. Uh, if that is if, if that is intriguing to you or if the cult theming is intriguing to you, I would say check out either of those first. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's worth it's Yeah, uh, the the thing about the deduction thing and social deduction, I don't like those games in real life because I don't like lying. Yeah. I don't hate deduction. So -hmm. another version, you know, we're talking about good versions of this, Oberdin. Yes. Which is also kind of a logic grid uh, kind of thing. But Oberdin is really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the bounding space of being just outside of numbers and not just being meters allows for a much greater possibility of intuitions you can make. Yeah. You know, and, and, and inductions you can make mm-hmm. logically. Yeah. It is inherently more interesting <laughs> to say, oh, this guy wears this style of shirt. So yeah. he's probably this nationality. So probably bunks in this area than to say 15 minus 10 is worse than, yeah. you know, plus 10 minus 20 <laughs> One is or, making you know, de- or whatever. Like <laughs> well, one of them is making decisions based on numbers that are uh, unveiled to you. The other is making decisions based on content that you are noticing. Yeah. Like context. Yeah. It, 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 if you break any video game down to just math, which like, you know, somebody out there is like, Oh, you can do this to a lot of video games. Like if you're playing, uh, wizardry one it's you know you're basically doing die rolls influenced by numbers yeah and trying to keep a series of numbers back this is a game that really illustrates to me the power and importance of abstraction yes it really uh, needs to be it needs to be obscured like yes yes i understand that i am trading mana points for either doing damage to an enemy or increasing the hp meter on somebody else like there is an exchange on that um, here it is just all so laid bare and incredibly simplistic and there are far fewer like, and there's lack of a better word, synergies or integrations between any of them. Like it is all yeah. just like raw. What have we manipulated these values in this particular way based on, based on like what literally what is available to you right now? Yeah. Big bummer. Yeah. I, I was interested in this. I wanted, uh, I, I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wanted an excuse to play it. Music um, slaps. Yeah. 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 Big bummer. Yeah. Music is great. <sighs> oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, thank you, Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, who I imagine is a fan of this game, but uh, please don't take anything personally, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and check out uh, Randall's webcomic. Yeah. When you get a chance. Crashcoral.com. Yeah. Uh, if you have anything to say about the Shroud Isle, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by April 15th. Uh, also, if you have anything to say about Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza, mm-hmm. uh, do that. I may have a chance to go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh. Did I mention that? No. There's one in, in Beaverton. Uh, so I might go to that Chuck E. Cheese before we record that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? Because uh, it's like, it's kind of, kind of weird energy, like two adults, daytime. <laughs> Girls Entertainment cheese, you know, <laughs> lives for New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Like, yeah, it's kind of a, it, it's. But part of me is like, man, I should eat that pizza. Oh, so I, that personal experience like it's as an the, adult. It's the blandest possible thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible. But don't don't you think it would make add some color to the episode if I could be like, yeah, I've got some of that pizza in my fridge right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, God, um, and now I see the one near us uh, closed and turned into a uh, it, it turned into a spirit Halloween, and then it turned into nothing, uh, which uh, is which is fun. And as far as I can tell, there is not one, not one with an hour within an hour drive for me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I've been I'm I'm full going to be full of factoids mm. for that episode. I've been doing doing research. Yeah watching videos and reading things and uh there's all kinds of fascinating shit like did you know cool okay that a little preview for next week that uh one of the people who bought one of the uh retired rock of fire explosion sets uh runs them uh, out of their restaurant bar or whatever and kind of it sounds like the gimmick is they don't maintain them 
where they just let them have like you know they're all duct taped and their eyes have all turned backwards and like their faces are falling off but they're still going through this like macabre parody of <laughs> the showbiz pizza show how much i gotta see that before i die or before they die cool. <laughs> right before i die probably yeah um, <laughs> like but yeah i just i i love that shit i'm yeah. super psyched to talk about animatronics basically yeah <laughs> yeah oh uh if you're if you're uh from abroad and uh there is a chuck e cheese equivalent oh. uh from where you're at or if you're you know from place where like yeah it's chuck e cheese but we call we call him sir richard rookfort or something like that yeah. yeah uh let us know uh because this has a chance of being very american centric but uh for the dispatch we want to hear about your um uh particular animatronic pizza kids uh, uh attraction yeah. kind of deals arcade um, plus robots yes uh plus uh whatever uh, you know the kids favorite junk food is uh, and then the premium episode for this month is going to be um, Deathloop, uh, which I started, and uh, it's neat. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that. Um, if you have anything to say about next month's games, uh, hit us up by May 15th. And those games are uh, Fear and Hunger. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, Teardown and Max Payne 3. Yeah. Um, all yeah. of which I'm excited to do. Um, yeah, if you have thoughts about multiple games, um, uh, uh, please make sure that you submit them as separate responses. That just makes things easier for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, in case you skip dispatches, uh, for some reason, early release is going away. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can see a Patreon blog post about that, uh, or you can listen to the dispatch. Yeah. Uh, last week, if you're a patron, uh, just, you know, we don't need to repeat ourselves. Just look at those sources for our rationale and the like, uh, and how that's going to be handled. Yeah. And see what they're going to be replaced with yes yeah um and then also uh you can go to that patreon that's patreon.com slash duckfeed tv if you want to hear our premium episodes so death loop max pain three um or if you just want to support us or get bonus shows yeah that's the way to do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably about it I think so yeah yeah uh what should they watch out for until next time cole um uh watch out for me i have a negative 30 on ending shows well Yep. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> Off I would sacrifice you, but, but Chris will come and kill me in my sleep. So, uh, yeah, he'll do that. 